Welcome to Reverse Psychology, the Fraser Rewatch podcast where we go backwards through every episode of the show. Tonight, we're wrapping up season 11. I'm your host, Curtis Shack, who watched every episode of Frasier many, many years ago. Joining me as always, our resident upside downer, watching each episode we review for the very first time, it's Ryan Sansone. Curtis, a sherry new year to you. And sherry new year to you. And today we do have a guest with us, a man who rewatched the whole series forwards right before we started going backwards. It's Bradley Kirkston. The best you can come up with is a guest? You couldn't be any more creative than that? Wow, okay. After a season deep, do you do you feel foolish that you went the wrong way? Yeah, I just like I'm all it's not even the wrong way. I'm like a plot chart. I'm all over the place. Like Oh my god, that's crazy. a very accurate way to describe you. Yes. <laughs> well, finally, somebody very special is joining us. She is a woman who has never seen Frasier, but has devotedly listened to every episode of this podcast. And not just because she's married to Ryan. Welcome to Reverse Psychology, Courtney Sansone. Thanks. It's good to be here. Hello, my wife. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> Curtis, Curtis, when you started saying they, she devotedly listened to everything, and then you said podcast, I thought you were going to say everything her husband says. And I was like, wow, no, that's really nice no, of you. That would be ridiculous. I yeah. know that's not No, we haven't really talked about this, but it's, it is shocking that she listens to every episode. It's, it is not because of her undying love for me. It's because she actually likes the show. It and- is. I'm, uh, I'm famously married to the podcast. I'm married to <laughs> you and was married by Curtis. So there's nothing I can do. That's it's two thirds of my life. <laughs> That's very true. I like, I like that the fact that I was your efficient at your wedding counts me as one third of your life. No, no, that's like you're like four sixths of her life. Okay. Oh, you're like two sixths. <laughs> good job, good job with the math there, Kurt, the Ryan. Ones, I don't know. I'm trying to say it. He's, math is hard. We're frazzled today, Kurt. I'm literally, literally four feet from foot. Courtney, I do want to ask you about this. I don't think it's presumptuous of me to call Reverse Psychology your favorite podcast of all time. But I know you listen to a lot of podcasts. So you never watch Frasier. Why, why other than knowing us, why do you listen? <laughs> so What are you getting out of this? Even knowing Brad. So I... Uh, it's, there's no Brad in the show. To, to, to start the podcast, um, I listened purely out of obligation to my lovely husband. He, uh, When he told me this idea, I thought it was the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. And then right. he told me, yeah. And then he told me you were actually going to do it. And I was like, well, I have to listen to that disaster. <laughs> um, so I listened to the trailer first and remember like actually saying like, oh, the trailer sounds like it was like a produced thing that exists. Like it could be a real podcast that somebody actually made. And I was like, not anticipating any of you taking it that seriously. <laughs> and, and so I listened to the first episode and I was like, okay, they're committed to it. <laughs> and, and then, uh, we, and did, we did more episodes than you expected. I, I genuinely, by the time that I like knew, by the time that it was out, you had already recorded a couple of them. I think five or six. So I just the fact that I knew that you were committed enough to to, to have done six episodes, I was like, well, I'm going to give them at least two or three. And then I think it was like the detour, which was like three or four. I think that was four um where i was like oh like this is a funny podcast like they're actually they're not doing a bad job and so that's where i just decided to keep listening to it and i basically said every week like oh yeah this is probably the last one i'll listen to she does now keep listening (laughs) till i don't enjoy it yeah so that's that's how we got here and you've made it to the end of the season i did i just finished it today i think our tagline is this is surprisingly not bad (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we're we're good enough out there, America. We're good enough. <laughs> uh, 
Well, we are recapping uh, season 11, but we are also here to celebrate because we got through an entire season of this show. Being that Sherry is so important to Fraser, each of us has prepared a special drink we are going to be having with Sherry as an ingredient. Ryan, why don't you tell us what you're going to be drinking? So I have prepared a lovely Sherry and Orange. So I went to, per- I, I don't, I can't wait to hear how you guys did in the sherry I'm aisle because. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did you just have an orange lying around and forgot you were supposed to make a drink? Is that what no. happened? No. <laughs> don't worry. There's, there's info here. Right. I would love, I would love to hear about your sherry uh, buying experience because mine was interesting as well. Well, so Court was with me and okay. she, she knew what the mission was. And I was like, all right, I'm going to get, a, I'm going to get a sherry. We head right to the sherry in port section. It's not uh-huh. even its own thing, which. I said, I, I told her, I was like, why don't you just let me find it on my own? She's like, it's literally labeled. I'm taking you to it. <laughs> We'd have been there all day and it was like lunch hour. <laughs> we get over to this section and it's, there's I think two bottles on them say sherry. The rest of yeah. them say all sorts of bullshit. There was maybe a half dozen almost that said none, sherry almost on them. Port. A lot of them said Marcello. I don't know what was happening there, right? There's, there's dry and cream and all that. And so I was like, oh, you know what I'll do? I'll buy the cheap ones of dry and cream. And she's like, why would, do, do you hate yourself? Why don't you buy the good one? <laughs> so then I was like, I'm going to buy the best one I can get, which I, as far as I can tell, there was one other one. You told me I should do cream. And then there was, there's exactly two cream sherries. Mm-hmm. Now, Courtney told me on the bottle, it says that you can make a drink with orange. And I was like, close enough. We have cuties at home. A little clementines. <laughs> so I'm gonna just slice that up. We get home. I, it doesn't say that anywhere on the bottle. It absolutely doesn't. It says on the label, best served in a chilled uh, wine glass um, or with an orange slice is what it says. So what I instead had, I, I didn't have a chilled wine glass. Instead, I had a steamed glass, and just, all of our glasses had just been cleaned to death. <laughs> So I pulled them out of the dishwasher. It was the warmest glass in the history of the glasses. <laughs> and I uh, cut a little cut a little cutie slice in there. So we're pretty You're holding much an oven mitt to hold the, the glass. <laughs> Honestly, I almost dropped it. So anyway, yeah, according to the bottle, this is a real drink. Uh Courtney, why don't you why do you share what you're drinking tonight? So um <laughs> so I am uh you know, I went with Ryan to pick out the sherry, so one would assume that I am drinking the same sherry uh, out of the same hot glass. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> I told you over and over, this is a charity. It would be rude not to. Do but I am doing none of those things as I am uh, presently 35 weeks pregnant. So I am having. What? <laughs> Thank you. What? Muscle tough. It's a very weird way to reveal that. So I am drinking uh, an apple cider as an homage to my friend Curtis <laughs> out of a <laughs> champagne flute. <laughs> She actually did this whole thing as an homage to Daphne. Yes. I, that's why I'm pregnant, actually. Yes. I just... <laughs> commitment. <laughs> commitment. Commitment to the to bit. Commitment. <laughs> uh, Brad, what about you? What are you drinking? Yeah, thanks, Alex. Um, I had a very similarly weird experience buying sherry. Yeah, similarly? Is that what you said? Um, where I walked in, I could not find the sherry at all. So I asked... I would love per- to make fun of you for this. I would never have found it on my own. So I asked the the person who works there if they could grab me a bottle of sherry. I, I didn't really get any sorry, details. Wait, wait, are you, were you at a grocery store? Where were you? I was at a liquor store. We don't sell... I live in a state where we don't sell liquor in the grocery stores. Okay. So I went to a liquor store. I asked the liquor attendant. I think that's what they're called. Liquor attendant. To grab me a bottle of sherry. <laughs> liquor attendant. Professor Liquor, can I have your attention, please? Not really thinking anything of it. And then they came, and I might have spent the cheapest amount of money ever on alcohol that I've ever spent. Because you money. do hate yourself. 
yeah. they show did they show you options or did they they go i can tell you're a bottom <laughs> of the barrel you're a bottom of the sherry <laughs> barrel kind of guy 100% what happened because my bottle was $12 well did you also get an airplane bottle I did not. It's a full. It's a huge bottle, um, like a cartoony <laughs> huge, huge bottle. It's a box. Did you get it from Safeway? A box. So after we don't sell alcohol at our grocery stores. Um, so after that experience, I knew I needed to come up with a good mixed drink. So I wanted to do a mixed drink that kind of recognized who I am on the show. I am not the host of the show. I'm not even the co-host, and I'm pretty sure there's some episodes where I don't even talk. You're barely a guest. Exactly. You're a guest star. <laughs> so I went. I went with. Star is a, um, first of all, star is a step too far. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, yeah, come on. yeah. I think you got referred to that exactly once. <laughs> so I went, I went with the drink uh, that is an actual drink with sherry, and it is called. Now I should also preface with I did not get the right type of sherry for this. I want to make that very clear. The name of my drink is called the Sidekick. Nice. Okay. It is a little bit of whiskey. Not I'm not using the right whiskey. A, a little bit of sherry. Not using the right. Are you doing measurements or is it? Are you just dropping some in? I mean, they have measurements, but I just drop some in. Uh, like, let's be honest. This tracks with my my college experience with you mixing drinks for me. Yes, correct. Yes, you've you've gained no skills in the bartending world. Lemon juice that I actually did measure out. No, I'm just kidding. I just poured that crap in there. It is supposed to have almond or grape. I don't know what that is, so I didn't even get it. No idea what that is. Did you throw a couple almonds in there and. Uh, Barrel-aged bitters. Of course, I don't have barrel-aged bitters. Um, so it's a. You just put some coffee grounds in there because it's bitter. <laughs> you could have. You could have bought some. You were there today. First off, I did not make this decision. I was going to do like sherry on the rocks or something like they do on the show. But the problem is the sherry is. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to judge my drink yet. So we'll skip over. Okay. Curtis, what you drinking, Kurt? Yeah, what Bring you drinking? Sea bags. Come on, so Curtis. I class it up I a little went- bit, please. Yeah, I am definitely going to class it up a little bit. I bought Lestau Pedro Zimenez San Emilio Sherry. Don't know what any of that is. I don't know if you are very set. I know some of those words. (laughs) It is uh, way too expensive. I couldn't believe how much it cost. It has six names. Of course it's expensive. It is this this very specific type of sherry. I got the right one. So I also found a recipe for a drink. It's called the Tootsie Roll. <laughs> it comes with this specific brand of sherry. Uh, it also comes with uh, some rye whiskey and some chocolate bitters and a little cherry. That is what I am drinking. And I did get all the ingredients and I did mix it to proportion. I measured it very carefully. Okay, so uh, what do we think? How how do we like sherry? Oh, interesting. So By the way, before, before we get into our mixed drinks, did any anybody have you tried just sherry straight i mean that's basically what ryan's drinking what are you talking about it's a sherry and orange <laughs> it's a lukewarm sherry and orange <laughs> in the hottest flute you can find um i i did try mine straight and it was utterly the most disgusting thing in the world the only reason why i tried to shave is because i did not want to puke on air which i was looking <laughs> nervous i was going to yours might just be gross because you bought like gas station oh, dollar, yeah. bottle sherry. i 100 percent agree with everything you're saying like i think mine would be pretty good even even without, even if it was the right temperature in orange, uh, it, patch, it passes the sniff test. It smells. It smells good. The cube yeah. might be doing some heavy lifting <laughs> the, there. Though. It doesn't smell too bad. It's got old fashioned but sweeter kind of vibe. That's interesting. Mine smells like a dinosaur farted. It is not. <laughs> It is not good. There's some days where you sound like a dinosaur farted, so it kind of oh. kind of fits your character. Again, nickname in high school, but still does not help me with this <laughs> trick. My, mine smells like cough syrup. It is. Not as thick as cough syrup, but is way thicker than I envisioned any 
alcohol to ever be. Yeah, and it tastes like a liquid version of raisins, which could be good or bad depending on your affinity for raisins. Love a raisin. That explains why you like. Yeah, not hearing a problem there at all. I'm iffy on a raisin. I don't think I would ever choose to drink this straight, but it's it's not bad. Like I can drink it, but it's not. I would never choose this. You know, now that you mentioned it, I think mine does have cough syrup consistency. It has like the the thickness part of it, I yeah. for sure. Viscally, it's got good it's, a, it's got good legs as people yeah. who drink wine with. Mm. Look at those legs! I'm not a make them. <laughs> for me, and again, I know I am not a bartender. I know I'm not the best at making mixed drinks. I I make mixed drinks. I just put too much love into it. Let's be honest. But with all that, with all that being said, we've told you you have to stop doing that. With all that being said, I do not think I am a sherry man. I think I could be a sherry man. I realized as I was staring at my mug that says fucking great wedding efficient. Hey! Uh, <laughs> because, because I uh, do not have wine glasses. Because while I will buy the expensive bottle and I will mix carefully the, the concoction. You will not be bothered. I do it. not have the glassware appropriate to this drink. I have exciting news. Uh, for your birthday this year, I'm going to use my $5 limit to buy you a single wine glass. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I'm into that. that great. No, I would love for you to buy him a whole set of wine glasses for $5. That seems like uh, way I, more fun. I, I could probably thrift it out. Yeah, the, it's, the shipping, it's the shipping to Chicago that'll get you, so... Fair you know, enough. It's, gotta, it's hard to stay within the budget, within the parameters Curse and I have laid out. Just ask Charlotte to pick it up for us. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the mixed drink is better. It is uh, more to my taste. It's not, again, I would never make this again. I'm oh, sorry, was it a dry, would you guys go dry sherry or cream sherry? Which I've learned is a thing. I would try. Mine is called Muy Dolce. Very sweet. <laughs> I don't know. That's all I got for you. So that's probably no, that's probably a cream sherry, yeah. Okay. What did you do, Ryan? You wear cream? My wife made me go cream. <laughs> and now you're pregnant. <laughs> Oh, terrible. My mom listens to this. <laughs> a lot of moms listen to this. That can't be true. Uh, mixed, mixed feelings about Sherry, but do we have mixed feelings about this season of Frasier? Should we get into this season? We <laughs> doing transitions. It's better than, uh, than Brad just announcing transitions. Transitions. Transition. <laughs> Let's talk about the character MVPs for this season. Let's start with guest stars. So uh, why don't we start with you, Brad? What what was your guest star MVP? Yeah, you know, I think if anyone who listens to the show and hears me rave about this person, this will not surprise you. It is somebody that I thought was great in their episode and also happens to be a great all-around actress in her own right with many incredible roles. Instead of continuing to ramble like I'm doing, I'm just going to say it is Laurie, Laurie Metcalf. She, she oh. stole it in her, in, in her credits. Um, she did a great job in her episode. And so my answer to this question is Nanny G, Laurie Metcalf. If you knew how bored I am being Nanny G, how trapped I feel. You have a wonderful career. But nothing ever changes. Do you have any idea what it's like to play the same character for 20 years? Thank you. Yeah, definitely a top tier episode. Definitely, definitely a great, I mean, Laurie Metcalf is good in anything, but she was great on Frasier for sure. Oh, hated her top to bottom. <laughs> I know, I know you were not a fan. It's a good pick, but it, oh man. I did not enjoy her. I was thinking, I was kind of leaning to Stell Parsons, but I think I'm going to go Patrick Stewart. He was, he was pretty great. Peace 2 is good. I thought Peace 2 was a great choice by you. 
Yes. Ryan, I think for you specifically, uh, you commented when we talked about his episode, uh, how much you loved his joke about the chair. Fraser, this apartment is stunning. Thank you. The view, breathtaking. The art, perfect. The chair, hilarious. Oh, so good. It's so far the only good reference to the chair. So I, I think, I think uh, that, that is a great choice for you. For me, I got to go with my girl. Jennifer Tilly, guys, like that was yeah. Dad was going. I was surprised he didn't go that route. I, it, that was my second choice, but I had to go with my heart. Yeah, I mean her her yes, voice yes, had to go with her. Her voice and her like way of talking, like she's a great character, beginning to end. But the way she has performed by Jennifer Tilly. Nice place. You really are a doctor. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, would you like the tour? I don't know. What do you want to show me? I don't know. Uh, what do you want to see? Well, what you'd like me to see? Whatever you came here to see. And what did I come here to see? By the way, I don't remember the character's name, but I don't think fine. she had a name. She might not have. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So that that would be mine. Uh, her character's name is Kim. Courtney, you have heard us talk about characters on Frasier. Yes. So I'm curious <laughs> if you have a guest star that you think is the coolest. No. <laughs> I can't particularly put in a specific answer, but Fair I can enough. tell you who my favorite one-time podcast guest is. Okay. That's oh. Yes. yes. I, would, I would love to hear your it's favorite yes. one-time podcast guest. <laughs> I'm the best. <laughs> me no that's that would be crazy um, you think she's no. gonna go with vitaly vitaly maybe no uh vitaly said six words the entire time and i think you couldn't understand four of them which is your favorite version of vitaly <laughs> to be fair but uh no my favorite my favorite guest hands down we can replace brad tomorrow with hannah oh yeah yes! hannah. <laughs> as we saw in this episode yeah niles is a bad boy and um that's what got me hooked. Yes, my, that was the Hannah's right answer. My, my, yeah, Hannah's no question. Get her back on. It's it's fun having your brothers because they both have like insight to the entertainment industry. It's fun to hear their perspective on things. Like Kenny will talk more about blocking and then uh, Ethan will talk more about like the actor part of it. And, but Hannah was far and away my favorite. I was just like, we need the feminine energy. Also, she's very funny. <laughs> Like, You're saying Brad if, doesn't bring the feminine force. No, not quite. <laughs> believe, believe you me, if I could, if I could lobby, if I could lobby her to replace Brad full time, Brad would not be on this right now. He would be long gone. And she's, he wouldn't still even be a guest star. He could just come in and out as, as he pleased on the early days when you know that way he wouldn't have to stay the whole time and complain about how late it. She stopped uh, answering Curtis's text because he asked about once a day. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame him. <laughs> I don't blame him. I don't blame him for for asking repeatedly. I don't blame her for ignoring him outright. (laughs) (laughs) Ryan, who would you pick as your favorite recurring? I mean, obviously it's Aaron Eckhart. Obviously it's Mm -hmm. Frank. I was just going to say that, Frank. (laughs) Oh, I'm insensitive. I've been tracking a pod of humpback whales for a week and they've been talking their asses off. But have you once asked me what Bonnie has to say? Or Robert or Grace? They're whales! They're my friends! (laughs) Come on, Fraser, let's go. Times like this, a guy really needs his buddy. Yeah, you talk Art about so, you talk Art about Frank like you love him. I, I mean, Frazier did. Pretty much everyone but Laura Linney did. So he deserves it. He was great, much better than he was when he was the DA of Gotham City. There is so much to like about Frank. So much to like about his run. But I think my favorite thing about Frank is that when we had your friend Frank on this podcast. I made a reference to Frank and he had no idea that I wasn't talking about him and it made no sense. <laughs> that was great. 
Yeah, contextually, it was tough. <laughs> Brad, who's your favorite recurring? Yeah, so so um, let's go into the mind of Bradley for a little bit. Oh, um, I, I would rather not. <laughs> I was, I was. That's that's my spinoff show, The Mind of Bradley, inside that's the real dreamer a, in life. Um, I was sorry. such a better name than all your names till that last second. <laughs> I was going to go with the recurring character, but I decided not to go with this person because we see this person in future seasons. So I decided that's not cool. That's not the Bradley way. So I went, you know, I I went with Charlotte. I went with Laura Linney. Oh, dear God. Please tell me nothing happened last night. Why? Last day. <laughs> because she's the last. Yeah. No, thank you for asking, Ryan. I appreciate that. Um, she is the last You're not character. being interviewed. Just, just talk. <laughs> I'm just showing my appreciation because that's what we do here on the show. Just practicing for when he's indicted. Yeah. Sorry, going back to this, I went with her because it's the real last character Frasier interacts with. She really is the closer of the show. Um, so I decided, you know, let's go with her. Let's see what the cra- how the crowd reacts to that. The crowd? <laughs> Are you calling us the crowd or the, the Frasier fandom the crowd? Yes to both. Oh, God, I'm uncomfortable. Uh, I react poorly. You chose horribly. Okay. Yeah, I mean, she's the like of the like she's the defining recurring character of the season for sure. Like she's the one who probably has the most episodes. But and I love Laura Linney, but I, I she's not my choice, not by a long shot. Oh, who is who is your choice? <laughs> is it a question, Julia Sweeney? Come on, Anne. Well, I'm going to run to the ladies' room. Oh, oh, I just okay. had to have that Dr Pepper while I was getting dressed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm an Anne fan. You're an Anne fan. Yeah, I mean, she. I, I agree with you, Ryan. She is, as a person in real life, she would be so annoying, that character of Anne. Like, of course, I don't actually want to spend time with that person, but as a character on a TV show who is there to annoy the other, to be a foil for Frasier, I don't think anybody topped it. She, she was good. Yeah. I mean, not a bad call, not as good as my call, but that's because we are independent thinkers. <laughs> well, now we've got to talk about main characters, and I'm just going to put it out there. I think the MVP for main character has to go to Roz. Roz doesn't get a ton of screen time, but every single second she is on the screen, she is funny and entertaining. And plot-wise, she is always the clutch character. She's jumping in to like move the plot along, like get Frasier a clown suit, get Frasier whatever he needs. Like she is very useful. She gets pot. Like she is very useful to the show. Like most of the plots wouldn't happen without her. She gets made out by, like, Marty grabs her and sexually assaults her, and she just runs with it. Like, this woman's the best. She gets made out as a very interesting verbiage you're trying to use. <laughs> Look, and she gets um, made out everywhere she goes. <laughs> In well, context, it's funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Curtis, I can't really argue with that one. This season is a is a is a great season for her. Again, not my pick, um, uh, but I understand why you went with that pick, and you did a great I job. She's, I think she's the least. Of, uh, thank you, first grade teacher Bradley. I think Roz is the least offensive of the picks. Like she, she clearly does a lot of great maneuverings, uh, and rarely does she have a bad episode. She she isn't in every episode, but when she's in, she's doing fun things. I don't think you have a better moment than her uh, doing the model hand when she's pretending to be Marty's husband, I think. Or wife, husband. <laughs> Marty's, oh, wife. Yeah, Marty's yeah. husband, huh? Where she's showing she the boat, the imaginary yeah. boat. Outstanding moment, but definitely not the right answer. Okay. I think it's I think it's strictly on a usage basis. You just get so little of her. It's not that hard to come in, shoot a three, and leave. Okay. Well, all right. Well, who is? Who is the best main character so far? Well, it's I don't like him. 
but he everything he does helps helps move the plot in great ways and it's got to be niles crane Fuck! <laughs> He's a horrible person. I, sh- I should have gone first crapple <laughs> god damn it by the way this by the way there are no rules. This is the first time I've oh, ever heard You no, can't man. agree. No. no. I, can't, I can't agree with Ryan. That would be sabotaging all our fans who know we never agree with each other. That's true. Brad, the amount of times in this podcast that you've stated we never agree or we rarely agree is like 14. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Like every, it is like statistically every other episode that you're going to announce that you don't agree normally when you are in fact agreeing. Oh, the advanced stats court report. That oh, I've listened uh, to a lot of your show, especially today. Have you been keeping? Have you been keeping up the wiki? Are you the wiki master? I no, feel like we need a wiki. A, not at all. But I did. Uh, I did create a little bit of a game that we might play later that uh, required a bit of research on my part. Teaser. <laughs> Teaser. All right. So okay. So so Ryan, you say you say Niles. Um, I, I I I love Niles. Niles is a very good character. I th- I mean he's. I have seen the show. So, like, my memory is that Niles is a funny character and, like, a good character. He's kind of a dick and a monster a lot of this season that I There's no remember. kind of. There's absolutely no kind of. He is a monster through and through. He's by no means a good person. But when you're getting, like, the weird humor looks, he's doing all kinds of... Yeah. His, the ways he's funny is vast. Well, I also think that, like, David Hyde Pierce is probably the best actual actor on the show. Like totally. he's a very good actor, so that's part of it. I mean, it's definitely between the two brothers. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, well, Brad, I know you vehemently disagree because you rarely agree with us. So, uh, <laughs> who would you say is the best main character on this show right now well, in season one? Okay, let me let me go with a different approach than what I was going to go with. Yeah, well, I'm, just answer a different question. That's your normal move. <laughs> well, you're not wrong, uh, but I'm going to go with the character that I think best rec- uh, that best is like me in the show, where they really don't do a anything. Train and they, yeah, yes, and they just get paid to be here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Daphne because she does nothing this season, just like I am, and walks oh, around she, pregnant. She just, just showed like up me. getting that paycheck. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. pregnant, Brad? Happy for you. Hashtag I put in the work. I, I think, I think Ethan confirmed in an early episode that she was not actually pregnant, the actress Correct. during this Correct. season. I'll just say that I listened to another podcast where there are actors from a TV show, and they talk about when they were pregnant on the show and how they had to wear like a fake pregnant belly and how annoying it was and how awful it was. Uh, the fact that that woman had to just be around and like stand around and have so little to do, but just be stuck in an uncomfortable pregnant belly for an entire season, like MVP territory. Well, thank you for my defense. I Speaking of somebody that. who's currently walking around with the pregnant belly, it's not fun. You're giving the nod to Daph. <laughs> Daph gets the nod. Yeah. <laughs> Team Daph. <laughs> Ryan, I'm curious, who are, are the guest stars you are expecting to see in season 10 of this show? Season 10, so this we're looking in like the 2002 time frame. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I think we're getting a Stephen Colbert appearance. Whoa, that is early in his career. He is not yeah. even... Yeah, in O2. That would be, that would yes, be Stephen on Colbert before he was a Stephen Colbert. No, that would be like was, him as like a an actor just playing like a waiter or something. No, he was he was already in the Dana Carvey show by then. He was definitely on the Daily Show because they yeah, had to do it. They did a. He was the bit after nine eleven. So yeah, correct. Yeah, he was definitely an actor. Yeah, he was. I'm not saying he wasn't like active. I'm just saying you said he, he wasn't. wasn't you said he hadn't got his name yet. I'm saying yeah, he was. <laughs> you no, know, his parents had named him. He was still Stephen Colbert. I think it's a good job, Ryan. 
Uh, good Thank pick. you, buddy. We, ne- we never <laughs> and, agree. And they rarely agree. Yeah, we rarely agree. <laughs> I'm going to go right. with a uh, – we, we do a lot of Roseanne on this show. I, I'm excited to see Johnny Goodman show up. Yeah. Oh, man, that would be a great get for the show. Yeah. We're gonna. I don't have many uh, females from that time frame to pull. Just not that. Knowledge. Can I make my female prediction as someone who doesn't yes. watch the show? Oh yeah, please. I think you're gonna get your your Hillary Duff who was called oh, out, who was called out in the finale, and then oh, you've nuts Doctor Batterson. She hasn't shown up since. Yeah, <laughs> that's a really good pick. That's my season ten pick as someone who's never watched. <laughs> okay, spoiler alert! Kids. Spoiler alert! Brad, what you can we, do that? Can we can we talk about this? Or no, no, we can't talk no. about this. No, okay. out of your mind. I don't know when it's going to come up then, but okay. No. All right, I, never mind. Stuff like this, if it doesn't come up, it will be in the, the post season one. Yeah, you can handle that last episode if you want. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. I can't the wait for that. Again, you're already in spoiler territory the way you're talking. Yeah. All right. I was going to go similar. I was going to go. Uh, Clarissa explains it all, Melissa Joan Hart. Oh, I love that. Ooh, little Sabrina action. Little Sabrina. She might be the Teenage Witch. I don't know. I don't know where that show takes place. That would be an awesome crossover. Very interesting <laughs> crossover. Pretty strange. That would be really... Ryan, would you like to make any guesses to see maybe if there's somebody from a previous show that Frasier was in? I don't know how anyone would be out. No one would show up from Cheers. So there's just no chance. That's my prediction. <laughs> okay. okay. The fact that, the fact that uh, Lori Metcalf reprised a character is surprising enough. That's true. So uh, next up, I, I want to talk about your biggest laugh. A moment, a scene, a joke. What, what is something you remember from this season that you think was your biggest laugh of the season? Brad, why don't we start with you? Yeah, I mean, again, I this is not like a shocker. This is not something that I'm covering up. It obviously... What, um, what do you mean covering up? You're covering up? Are you going to yeah. talk about how you're a Hitler guy again? <laughs> it obviously, I don't think this was that episode. It obviously was the same Nanny G episode caught in the act when the bed is coming up. That was a very funny scene to me. I thought that was laugh out loud. That was ha ha ha, laugh out loud. I was very touched by that episode. It made me laugh. Did you did you pre-record your comments uh, that you had written by ChatGPT? Like, what is what is this version of Brad we're getting tonight? Um, what do you mean that you were touched by it? What on earth does yeah. that mean, especially in context? Seriously, great question, bro. Um, that means my, my funny bone was touched by it, and I left like this. Ha, 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 yeah. creepier than the episode. I think uh, I, it's weird that you're saying that the bed raising was the big laugh for you, though. Like him being on stage was the big laugh of that episode. Well, that's not what I went with, buddy. I don't know what to I, tell you. I know. Yeah, you got so close. You got to the, the nine. You got to the five yard line. Nine yard line. You got to the nine yard line. Why couldn't you take to the house? Uh, I do. Th- I think you did get the biggest laugh, though. Like, I think you chose the correct scene, or the correct episode, Brad. Just the wrong well, scene. you you guys rarely agree, so I'm feeling that Ryan has a <laughs> different scene in mind for what he thinks is the biggest laugh. <laughs> well, again, him bouncing around in a diaper on stage is clearly the biggest laugh of the show. That scene was outrageous. I feel like I should pick a different one because he chose that that episode. I think no. it's, I think it's it's different enough to say you have a different part of the scene because yeah. I know I, I agree that that episode. No question, that was the scene. Like I I don't even know if the episode you loved so much, but I know that scene yeah, won your it. heart as like the thing that made you like this show is okay. So, that might be the funniest like single scene I've seen in a TV show. Like up there. Wow. It's definitely okay, up there that's, that's, moment. 
Yeah, I don't think you should change your answer then. I, I think I think it's different enough from Brad. Brad did you a solid and picked the inferior part of the scene. That's so close. Um, well, I will say I have a very different take. Okay. I, I do love that scene and I do love that episode, but I didn't love it as much as you guys did, as I stated in my review. Uh, for me, I think the biggest laugh is Niles getting naked in Cafe Nervosa and Roz that was a good one. running that to his defense. One. I'm calling the cops. What the hell you are? This man's tips alone have probably paid for all the pot you'll ever smoke. <laughs> Just back off, cowboy. And that goes for the rest of you, too. Me and my friends are going to back out of here nice and easy. And if any of you decide to be a hero and call the police, I will find you. Oh, Roz, that was persuasive. Yeah, well, there's nothing worse than waking up naked with a bunch of cops standing around. Like, basically, if a character's getting naked on this show, it's going to be gold. Like, that's their <laughs> bread and butter. Yeah, and the way that they do that, both Niles and, that's probably Niles and Rod's best moments, both of them. Brittany, what was your favorite? I'm going to tell you my favorite from the pod. It is so, like, blink and you miss it, and I listened to it again today, and it got me again. So in in Murder Most Maris, when when Frank is the guest, the, the you're talking, and all of a sudden Brad says something that references like how much money Fraser makes and like that, you know, oh, he's got the money or something to that effect. And you, Curtis, just nonchalantly offhand go, Frank, uh, how much money do you make? Why can't you bring that kind of success rate to this show? I mean, because I don't get paid enough. I don't think you get paid enough at your work to have spoken well to the press. I get, I get paid in hollow. But that's a different conversation for a different day. Frank, how much do you get paid? <laughs> <laughs> Frank, what's your relationship to wages? It is the funniest thing. Like well, it is so it happens so quickly and it is so funny. I was driving to work the first time I heard it and I like started crying laughing. Everybody well, stops, takes like a silent beat, and then like loses their minds. I'm glad you enjoyed that moment. I was very proud that that came to me in the moment. I will say that. The, the context for our listeners, anybody who's listening to the show that doesn't actually know us in person, which might be one guy, I just want to point out that I have met Frank maybe two or three times in my life. Uh, we are not close at all. Like the, the asking the salary on its face is, is a ridiculous thing to ask anybody, but that it's somebody I know so not well is very funny. And that you did it so like smoothly, like it, this is a normal transition, like this is, this mm-hmm. is fine. Um, it, was, it was so successful. It was so good. All of our interviews. <laughs> honorable, honorable mentions are um, the whale song. I uh, I wrote a song about a whale. Well, what would you do if you got to Peru but couldn't remember what you've seen? Would you turn around back to your hometown to help remember where you've been? Well, why do we stare at the ocean? Well, are what are we hoping to see? Can we really say a whale would make our day? Or are we broke from psychiatry? You've got it. The the first big laugh of the entire podcast was like me crying, laughing over Ryan, misinterpreting the whale song. (laughs) Because that was an early episode for us. I would say that was was the first time I went from editing for me, started out as just eliminate the pauses, eliminate the you're talking over each other and just make it listenable that episode the first time i got really creative with it and was like oh no no no, this is too good we have to make this a, an actual song so that started my journey of like actually editing the show into something more than just us talking which it's, i imagine that's better than just us talking <laughs> 
It is. It genuinely, like, uh, the episodes do, like, get better and funnier over time. But, like, that was the first time in the words, like, oh, they have something here. Like, this is, <laughs> <laughs> this is not terrible. That, um, was, that was when Brad was moaning in the mic, right? Yeah. <laughs> Brad. <laughs> Both of us. We I write. also moaned in the mic. <laughs> Brad was, on, he was off mic, so you're just kind of hearing him in the kitchen. <laughs> um, it was, it was ridiculous. And then, but, uh, uh that, so that, Wait, that moment was so great because I told Courtney about it beforehand, <laughs> and then I forgot about it by the time I listened. I was like, "So we're, I think we're going to do whale songs today for the podcast." And she just looks at me like dead stone face, and just like, "You can just hang out with your friends. You don't." Have to <laughs> that definitely sounds right. <laughs> you can just call them. You don't have to do all. Fine. You can just call your friends and tell them you love them. You don't have to. You don't have to make up a song about a whale. <laughs> Suck it. Turns out you loved it. <laughs> I have lo- I have heard that story of how she said that, that you can just call your friends, and all of us agree, no, we can't. We have to have a reason. <laughs> I, I know. I've learned. We have to at least be watching but, a mid-2000s But it is, show, it is so much so much funnier to me that that was in reference to that whale song, because that is the perfect the moment to be like, you It's like the stop. middle of the work day, and he's like, I gotta get this done by the end of the night. <laughs> <laughs> no, we didn't have that much turnaround. Um, I was ready to get well reading Pete the Cat. I was singing Pete the Cat to my child. So. <laughs> I two and two at once. Um, and then, of course, the last one I have to, I would be, uh, you know, remiss if I didn't mention uh, Peace Dude Jeopardy. Um, just, I I loved it. I listened to that at work, like in the office, and literally had to stop listening to it because I was laughing out loud at, at oh the sounds gosh. of everyone's buzzers. Because everyone like it just is so impromptu like it's such a half-assed idea like you're like you were like okay i've got this patrick stewart jeopardy nothing can possibly go wrong and then it was like well how do we buzz in it's like uh just do your own buzzer <laughs> i have rarely felt more prepared like that that piece to jeopardy i was like this is you're such a bit <laughs> i was like no i seriously I went into that feeling like I've got the questions, I've got the answers, I know how this works. Like this is going to be so smooth for the first time ever. A segment that will just make sense. <laughs> Everybody just watched Jeopardy. Everybody knows how Jeopardy works. It's straightforward. It's simple. Everybody It'll knows everything about Patrick Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> and, and not only are the questions impossible to answer, but I don't know Jeopardy. Yelling. I've never actually watched. I have seen an episode of Jeopardy, but not in a long time. I don't remember how it works. So, like, they kept bringing up basic things, like, how do we buzz in? And I'm like, you have to buzz in? What? Everybody just yelling their their made-up buzzer noises, which change every time over top of each other. It was so good. And then, like, at a certain point, you're just like, well, I've clearly lost the reins on this. You get points. I don't know. <laughs> Did we have a winner? I can't remember. Did we actually have a winner? Uh, yeah. Of course his brother won. Yeah. Kenny won, but uh, only barely with a, with a final Jeopardy. It was close. I will say uh, that that is so great to hear in part because when we recorded that episode, every episode we're like, I don't know. But that episode specifically, we were like, good luck. Like that That is a fucking mess. (laughs) Like that is not going to edit into anything listenable, but it apparently it worked. So I'm happy. It was so good. Just just people being like, buzz, 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 buzz. Next up, I want to talk about punchable moments because we we did discuss 
earlier in the season, about halfway through the season, we talked about the most punchable moments so far. And I, I want to recir- I want to circle back to that because I think there have been a lot of moments that are worth punching a person over. We and should, we should I want to know what you think. once every four episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Just to keep up. Just to keep up with the mass of, yeah. So I'm curious, uh, Ryan, why don't you start us off? What is your most punchable moment this season? It, this is easily the hardest question you could ask her. I mean, it's, it's pretty much every second someone's doing something. I think in a real shock, it's not going to be a crane. It's not going to be a regular. It's going to go to Julia. I I can't Whoa. believe it. Is this just because you have a terrible memory and you only she's like a recent character for you and you just remember that episode? No, I remember at least the last three episodes. Okay. Uh, so you remember Patrick Stewart, Julia, and Julia. <laughs> I'm fighting the urge to pick Niles, who definitely deserves it for so many reasons. But uh, no, but it's going to definitely be Julia. I just... I, the real question is which offense is she am I giving it I think it was it's gonna be the one where she says my advice just get a c-section to the news yeah. of finding out that they're pregnant two words c-section my sister's about your size and when she had her kid it blew out the whole region you can't get much more punchable than that and that includes literally everything Niles did all season I think at that <laughs> point she knows she's spoiled a surprise and she knows that everybody is like celebrate, like everybody is celebratory in that moment. And she chooses that moment to like intentionally bring the tone. To- she thinks she's helping. I do think she thinks she's giving useful advice, but she is clearly T and T. Are you talking about the T&P. Turner and Network time, Television? Time and place, Kurt. Time and place. You can Thank give you. the C-section advice twelve seconds after finding out that the that someone's pregnant, or you can wait a day. You can text them. All right, well, I think that's fair. <laughs> uh, I almost said Vitaly. Brad, what about you? <laughs> yeah, Biggest I, insult you've ever yeah, Making a punchable moment. <laughs> let, me, <laughs> let me ask Brad in a Brad way. Bradley Kirkston, uh, I want you to tell me what you think the most punchable moment is. Gordon has never heard the your Brad impression in real life. It's uncanny. It's uncanny. Thank you. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Um, I'm going to go with um, not like a surprisingly uh, shocking answer. Um, I'm going to go with something that our buddy Frazier, the main character of the show, did. Um, I think I think Brad pre-recorded this. I think he's just hitting play. No, I don't think he's here. <laughs> this is just this is just how I talk when I'm not super tired. And I'm going to go with the time that Frazier tried to two-time my girl Anne, Julie Sweetie, and in the middle of a date, tried to leave her to go on a date with Kenny's cousin, Liz. As soon as he sees, like, that second his eyes change when he realizes Liz is attractive and does not look like Kenny, I think that's the moment for me. Once again, you're so close. It's when he takes all of the raviolis off of her plate. <laughs> oh, uh, see, see, I don't think that... First of all, she offered them. Second of yeah. all, yes, he was being a dick. He probably was going to pay for the. He was going to pay for the raviolis. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah. And and while it is definitely a dick move, those raviolis look great, right? Like you want to eat those raviolis. You're not going to not eat them in twelve seconds. You got to at least enjoy them. That okay? That is punchable. You're right that he didn't enjoy them. I, I think for me, I'm actually going to go a little off book here. I'm not picking a main character moment, and there are so many main character moments. Like Fraser eavesdropping, like that easily could be a punchable moment. Or or Marty and all his reactions in that one as well. Marty's homophobia is punchable, but he's an old man, so we're gonna leave him be. So Bummer. I'm gonna say for me, the most punchable moment has got to be that guy who introduces Niles to the idea of a sympathy pregnancy. 
Oh, yeah, he's upset. What? You went, you went really uh, niche. I like it. That guy <laughs> annoyed me more than like that. That whole subplot. I know you guys had some fun with it. That subplot annoyed me so much. I did not like Niles pretending to be pregnant. I found it annoying and unpleasant. Actually, Courtney, as a pregnant woman, I'm curious your thoughts on that. Do you think that is like a empathy you didn't thing see that's worthwhile? <laughs> Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, like sympathy pregnancy as a concept, like is that something you could see being good for you, or is it just a man being fucking annoying? I mean, so it's it's difficult, right? Because it is it is like scientifically valid, like it does legitimately happen. It's um kind of a marker of like the placebo effect, right? Where mm. you know you hear about it enough, and like you do have like men actually do have real symptoms when their wives are pregnant. That said, as being the other party in that where it's like, no, I'm really carrying a baby and having real things happen to me, not just things my brain told me because you're pregnant. Like, you want to just constantly roll your eyes and be like, absolutely fuck off. (laughs) To be clear, because I know you haven't seen the episode. In the episode, like, we're talking about a man who is specifically and explicitly choosing to pretend to be pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like that's that the way is, they present uh, it in the show. Not stated. That's a that's a bad because he wasn't as sympathetic to as this other guy as his other husband that he met. This other, it's, uh, I don't know. It's it's so splitting hairs, right? It's such a dramatized version of the okay. real thing that you're like. It, the real the real answer is every time as if you're the pregnant person every time anyone tries to sympathize with you you just want to roll your eyes and be like i don't care that you've also been pregnant before i don't care that you're my significant other and you're experiencing this with me like you just want to be like no this is such a singular activity (laughs) no one gets it but it's it i mean it's just not true like it's part of that's the comes with the territory of the hormone part your brain also fools you (laughs) daphne famously this season has spent most of her time just being really annoyed and she's pregnant she's entitled but courtney (laughs) i want to hear from you you've listened to every episode of this podcast today your most punchable moment hands down no questions asked all three of you it's the same thing it is the is it is it gross segment (laughs) where you talk about the different things that you can do with your placenta it starts with brad knowing absolutely nothing about the list that he is presenting yeah then in the middle curtis starts just going gross gross (laughs) gross gross and it's ryan asking a bunch of very stupid uh questions and also pretending like he's informed even though he isn't it was so infuriating (laughs) like i wanted to punch each of you individually i was just like you're trying to decide like which one's the best one is like oh my gosh as, as three people who don't ever have the ability to create a placenta much less know what one looks like like, <laughs> like it, this is just the most ineffective you've all ever been <laughs> i i can't co-sign that enough i hated that segment i hated everything about it it was so bad i participated i'm complicit but that deserves to be buried under a tree like a, your, one of your placental options. <laughs> I think if we deleted that episode from the podcast feed and it was just gone and people were like, well, why didn't they review that episode? <laughs> I feel like people would be confused if they showed up to this latent game. But at this episode, they'd be like, oh, that's why they, <laughs> that's that why they got rid of that one. It was, yeah, that one easily far and away. No questions asked. When I saw that on the list, it was just like, yeah, your most punchable moment is absolutely the Is It Gross segment. I like that. Pro Hitler twice. Way, way, way Way worse. worse. (laughs)
<laughs> I don't get I me wrong. I'm not Team Hitler in any capacity, but but you guys really really bunted it. Think, I don't even think <laughs> the fact that there was at least one, actually multiple pro Hitler moments in this podcast, and that, that was not that that was not the thing you pointed to as the worst moment or the most punchable <laughs> moment is not an indictment of your judgment. It is an indictment of the show. <laughs> it is an indictment of that particular thing. Yeah, you could drop that last 15 minutes of that episode, no questions asked. <laughs> and we have we have done a lot of questionable things in the last 15 minutes of these episodes. Uh, yeah. That was by far the worst. Yeah, there's no denying that. <laughs> How about the best episode of the season? I think it's still going to have to be that Lori Metcalf episode, yeah. even though yeah. I, don't, I don't like what's, so much of it. What's that yeah. one? That's I, the, the Frasier wearing a diaper. hopping. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and even Lori though when we're not supposed to agree with each other. I have to go with that answer, too. I can't go with another answer. I just can't do it. I agree that is a top-tier episode. It's a great episode. I just, for me, uh, it's not my favorite. High Holidays, you got I, Martin, Niles thinking he's high. You've got me eating actual pudding chips, uh, which were genuinely delicious. <laughs> Chocolate pudding, barbecue potato chips absolute smacker of a, a combination that to me is the best episode surprisingly i had that as my best episode of your podcast so far Whoa! high holidays oh. so like two of us agree on the best and two of us agree on the best that's that I'm, was I'm my number that. two that was my number yeah, you, two. yours is mostly because hannah was there well i mean hannah was phenomenal but still like, was it was also a very like it was like clearly you could tell that the episode was like funny and enjoyable is one of the earlier ones where you get kind of on board because the first i want to say like two or four episodes you're really like i don't know guys <laughs> and then you kind of yeah slowly as you get into like the middle range of like seven eight you're like oh okay there's some there's some funny stuff here and but high high holidays in particular i remember kind of all of you firing and being being pretty good hannah definitely elevated it no question yeah yeah who's the ronnie of this podcast <laughs> well, I had um, I had the detour as my like honorable mention, which was episode four, because I feel like that's where uh, episode four is like kind of where you found the the real format. Like yeah. the first three episodes yeah, is like that's true. things are things are kind of wishy washy, and like we're getting there. And then episode four, things start to kind of click into place. We get the format a little bit. We figured then, it out sooner, but episode three, Crocktails was stupid. And then, and then you get so to. Bad. And then you get to, by the time you get to High Holidays, which is 14, you're like firing on all cylinders. It's a pretty good, well-oiled machine. And then on top of it, it's a good episode. So you kind of all come out swinging. One, Ryan, you just mentioned the Ronnie of our podcast being Hannah. First of all, couldn't agree more. Second of all, I can't believe that nobody picked Ronnie as the recurring character to, to she note. She's in that tough zone where it's like, is she a recurring or is she a main? I, it's really hard to tell. Yeah. The other thing I want to say about High Holidays, like that is the episode that I transitioned from genuine fear of copyright infringement and like trying to like <laughs> avoid using anything that would be particularly copyrighted to where I was like, nobody's listening to this. I can just do whatever I want and started yeah. injecting like clips from the show and, and being playful with it. That's where I feel like the show really got creative in the edit. And yeah. I'm very proud of that episode 
for that reason. The first 13 episodes, you had to cut out Brad singing a lot because you were worried of <laughs> copyright infringement. Oh, oh my god! And then the the goody two shoes or goth like that was yeah, such goth a fun or goody two shoes was so fun. <laughs> All right, Ryan, I do have a question for you. I want you to pick a number between one and twenty four because I want you to guess which episode will be the best episode of season 10, but there's really no way for you to do that. So I just want you to pick one through 24 and we're going to decide when we get to that episode, if it's the best. I got the exact, I got the the pacing, the meter. I know how these writers work. I'm in their heads. Episode 14, lock it in. Ah, the same as high holidays. That's right. All right. (laughs) Right. It might be, it might honestly be a Christmas episode for all we know. There you go. Wait, wait, episode 14 of Frasier or episode 14 of our podcast in season 10? Or phrase. Oh. Gotcha. Although it's okay. really close, right? It's episode like, 14 of your podcast was High Holidays, isn't that? Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. What was episode 14 of last season? Freudian Sleep. Something else. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, dear God. <laughs> oh, I've sleep. I've sleep. Oh, I've sleep. <laughs> I've fudged it. <laughs> All right, well, locked in. So now we're going to rate the season overall. Now, I know we've only actually watched one season but while we can't compare it to anything else i want us to rate season 11 of fraser brad I'm, how I'm do you believer, rate it i'm a big believer that you can rate seasons like totally. that the way to do a show is to rate it by season and i assume we're all continuing with the same rating skills we we all individually use. that's up to you i, I think do you remember your, yes you we are no we are doing that yeah we're stuff. doing the same obviously okay. the real question is does brad remember what he does yeah 100 percent. it's um, a b plus i do yeah. So, God damn it! So, um, <laughs> so you know, you me, so rarely agree. <laughs> for, uh, rarely agree. For me, I as I've stated on the show, I've watched, watched a lot of sitcoms, a lot of terrible sitcoms, and something I've noticed a lot of times is the last season of a sitcom is usually pretty terrible. If you look historically at a Roseanne, Saved by the Bell, uh, what's the one um, that I just watched Step by Step? A lot of times the last season is not great. Uh, but this one, even though it's not stellar, it's not terrible. So I went with a solid B. <laughs> I, I feel like it was definitely a B plus, and he just devoted, he d- demoted it one plus. He committed because, to commitment. Oh, I, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Curtis, would you like to uh, tell us what your rating is? I will say, just based on what we've watched, this is not in the top three territory. I think we've got much better stuff to come. This is not the top tier, but I think this is actually a, there were a lot of stuff I remember that I forgot was in season 11. Like we watched, it was like, oh, that was season 11. I'm going to put it number four. I think it's out of 11, four is sort of middle of the pack, but high end of middle of the pack. And I, I think it might be a number four. I did not picture you pr- pr- uh, raking them out of 11. <laughs> impressive. Ryan, I want to hear your rating for this season of Frasier. And you yeah, can just compare it to TV, I guess. Yeah, this is tough. I, the, there is some way higher highs than you expect. The lows aren't nearly as low as you'd expect. You have to, like, considering this character's been going for over 20 years now, there's there's some fastballs there. Dud episodes, certainly. The storylines and pacing are crazy as hell. Makes no sense for a last season. So many times the decisions are really odd. My rating is going to end up being lower than my, I think the average I've given the episodes, which is weird. I'm going to give it a solid seven. But I, I got to say, for the last season of a show, this is impressive. All right. Well, Courtney, you can't rate Frasier. I mean, you can, but it wouldn't be fair. Uh, you, you genuinely have listened to 
a ton of podcasts in your life. So yes. I would guess I would guess more than a thousand episodes of a pod, of podcast. So I did. Um, I know I've listened to more than a thousand because I've listened to the entire back catalog of stuff you should know, which is like fifteen hundred episodes oh just by itself. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm over a thousand. Oh boy! Confirmed. Regardless of that, I came up with my own ranking system since yes. you guys took all the normal ones. <laughs> 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 I decided to do my rating system for uh, movies for new movies. Oh, your Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it's kind of my Rotten Tomatoes, but it's uh, it's a little more loosey goosey than that. So it's on a scale of opening night to don't bother, which is like, you know, if I love it the most, you go on opening night. Uh, I would pay full price for that movie um, at the theater. I would go to a matinee. I would buy it on DVD. I would rent it. I would pirate it. Or I would not bother watching that movie. Oh, whoa. Um, <laughs> That's a great scale. I love that scale so much. <laughs> so I, I wrote, more thought out. So, that. well, yeah. So I wrote down, so I wrote down for, for your podcast. I, uh, I currently uh, started the start of the season, had it at a, a worth pirating level. Honestly. Okay. Um, okay. But I've, Got you, I've got you at uh, a matinee level now. Whoa. Whoa. Worth traveling out to the theater. Would go to the theater. Would go to the theater. Would have Mid- to put on pants. M- midday. Not I would put on my... Not full price. Not full price. I would put on my comfy pants and, and go to the theater. But would buy popcorn. But I would probably spend way too much on a popcorn for your pod. You're getting there. The, I, the idea huge. that two, two friends and a guest would somehow manage to make a podcast worth going to the theater for <laughs> that is you need to remember this is this is a pregnant lady saying she would put on pants <laughs> that's astounding it's a tough guess that's a huge that is, that is it's an undertaking it's a it's a full 5 minutes yeah you don't understand high compliments i praise i have a i have a feeling our one listener who is not a relative Me. of ours pregnant is oh. going to is going to be like this is bullshit like she's married him she has to say this she, I just want to assure the listeners, this woman would have absolutely no. zero compunction you, about going on to this podcast to roast us. She would you, do it. If you need, if you need, if you it. need confirmation, you do have another show that I've not listened to more than 68 <laughs> seconds of because you guys are garbage on it. Which went over a year. I will. Yeah, it went over a year and I will stand by that. That's trash. This is, this idea was stupid and somehow it landed that, that idea was stupid and didn't land. So I didn't listen. Catch uh, us <laughs> on YouTube. Or we have a great time. By my recommendation, don't bother. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Courtney, now that we have discussed season 11 of Frasier and season one of Reverse Psychology, you have magnanimously brought us a segment. Would you like to introduce it? Yes, I would love to. Um, I... uh... I have spent a little time listening and decided to gather together some out-of-context bits from the three of you um, in a segment I like to call uh, RPP, Was That Me? <laughs> um, so I'm going to read you guys uh, a little a little something that was said um, on your podcast for real, and you have to guess who is the person who said those words out of their mouth. Now, is this going to be one of okay. those things like where Curtis pretends there's a dog on the show? But <laughs> No. Um, so the example, which is, uh, I'm, this is not one for Ryan to guess because I gave it to him first, was the very first one that the very first thing on all of your episodes that ever made me chuckle 
um, was in the first episode, Good Night Seattle Part 2, um, one of you said, what is your favorite of your mother's shows? <laughs> oh, I think that was Ryan who said that. <laughs> that was Ryan who said that. Okay, so. important question, though. I know that didn't count, but yes, uh, are we buzzing in like Jeopardy does? <laughs> Did you think this through? <laughs> um, I was going to, yeah, I'm going to say you buzz in like you do for Jeopardy. And, then the, first, and then the first person to buzz in gets to guess. Uh, and I'm not going to keep score because the points don't matter. Yep, the points can never be used or will never be used. Just like my exercise bike. Oh, Curtis keeps going. Oh. He's our host. He's very professional. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> doesn't Curtis also doesn't have to keep score because the points don't Curtis matter. Keep score. The points are like a pep talk to the Cleveland Browns. I'm gonna keep All right. Score. All right. Lucky for you, this radio is on the TV. Oh boy. <laughs> okay, Bradley. That sounds like a Curtis comment. That is a Curtis comment. Whoa. From wow. the Doctor is out episode twenty-two of your podcast. Really? Yes. I uh, okay. I, I it does sound like something I would say. That's why I, right. yeah. I genuinely was like, "Who said that?" <laughs> yeah, I didn't remember that one either. Your, your lack of understanding of technology, though, does make sense. I would be a little bit of everything to everyone. A bing, 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 bing. Yes, that's got to be Bradley. That is Bradley. Yeah, it's got to be a Bradley. <laughs> I couldn't tell you what that. Was. <laughs> nope. I couldn't tell you what that's in reference to, but it's from the Anne who came to dinner. I say it might be like every episode. <laughs> Sounds like a Brad. Someone who wanted to be an insurance agent for everyone. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah. Just give them access to nuts and hope for the best. Sherry, 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 Sherry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> access, I just wanted to participate. Access to nuts. It sounds like something I would say. I'm gonna. I'm gonna claim it. I'm. I'm gonna that say. Is I was you. Gonna yes. That is you. Good job, Curtis. Curtis talks nuts like ninety percent of the time. Um, I would be making mad stacks and eating no donuts. Ding, 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 ring-a-ding, yeah, ring-a-ding. Yeah, my guess is going to be your husband, Ryan Sansone. This is my husband, Ryan Sansone. 100%. <laughs> You're the only one who still uses the phrase stacks. So that's why <laughs> I knew it was you. Oh, is that because money doesn't exist anymore? <laughs> Let's save the math on this. Oh, no. Oh, dear. Wait, is that a line? Bing, 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 bing. I think it's Brad. That is Curtis. Oh. Yeah, oh, I was going to guess Ryan, so we were all wrong. <laughs> I think Curtis is my last pick. I'm a big fan of finales. I don't know if Ryan was first because he's in the same room as me or I not. Think was, I think I was barely first. Okay. He's got to be Brad. Wrong. What? What? That sounds like a Brad ding, 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 do, do, ding, right, ding, do, do. Uh, I'm going to say Brad. That is wrong because no, <laughs> I just guessed bread. Why are you, you such get, a bad you listener? Pay a little bit. Of attention. Yeah, you, you have Bradley, to. Bradley, would you attention. like to steal? Oh, wait, yeah, I sure. Can I steal back? No, no. It's I, Brad's turn first. I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with your husband. Uh, you are incorrect. I, was Curtis? I'm gonna steal back. This was a this was a Sheck brother. I believe this is a, this is a Sheck brother. This is Ethan, oh, well. Ethan Sheck said, "I'm a big fan of finales." Didn't know that we could do. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. It didn't even occur to me that didn't anybody else guess. other than the three of us existed in this. <laughs> <laughs> like you're, you're talking to a void right now, right, Curtis? Like who's, who's Corday? Is Adele a doula? What? What? Is Adele a doula? Bing, 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 bing. Oh, <laughs> yes. That was your incredible husband. That was not my incredible what? husband. I definitely said that. Uh, uh, I'm going to go with myself. <laughs> you didn't ring in, but you're still wrong. <laughs> oh. 
that was my ring. Duty, 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 duty. No. <laughs> that was my ring. I also think Brad said it. I think me and duty, Brad are both right. Duty, 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 duty. Can you repeat it? What? Oh, you already Can revealed it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's you because you're the only choice left. You get the yeah. point. You don't know that. You're, yeah, that's, that's true. true. Brad, Brad doesn't know. Frank no, might have said it. I was guess oh, one. true. Uh, so, yeah, Curtis said it in the match game. By the way, by the way, the match game I believe is the episode where we had a huge gaffe in this show where we didn't know a song from Fiddler on the Roof, and everybody I've ever met—nobody listens to the show. No, I know. Everybody I know messaged me to be like, "You don't know Fiddler on the Roof?" <laughs> and where did they reach us at, uh, Curtis? Ah, that would be Reverse Psych Pod at uh, JCC dot uh, Edu. <laughs> If you ever think we're wrong, you can tell us at our Gmail. <laughs> Expect a lot of references to shiny things and buttons. She, 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 she. Okay. I think I said that. You didn't. Bing, 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 bing. Ryan's hands own. That was me talking about Brad. Yes. <laughs> yes, correct. Correct. I think it was a form accurate version of Brad, but... <laughs> that, was, that was tricky, though. He has lost more wallets than anyone I have ever met. Bongo, bingo, booga, bongo. I know, I know who is about. I heard Brad first. Okay. Yeah, I it's. I know who this is about. Yeah, it's about Ryan. That's for sure. I'm pretty no. sure. I'm pretty sure it's. Uh, I said it. You this, did not. This is about. Okay. Ding ding, ding 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 ding. Curtis. Oh. That was me talking about my brother Ethan. That is correct. <laughs> oh, I was going to say it was Kenny talking about Curtis. No, it was Curtis talking about his brother Ethan. I, 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 the reason I know the answer to that is because it is the truth. The truth. <laughs> I am not going to throw perfectly good mayo on the floor. That ding, 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 ding. Curtis? I think I said that. You did. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that sounds like something Curtis Again. would say. It was not a hard answer because I know myself and I know that is true of me. You know that Brad would never waste any of the four things that's in his fridge. (laughs) This is such a dumb one. Eight regular paper flights. What? Uh, Bing, bing, bing. That's got to be me. It's not you. Boom, 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 boom. Curtis? No. Deedle doodle blabble doodle. Um, Frank? I don't know. Brad said it. That does not sound like something I would say. You, it was a misspeak. So, uh, yep. in the, yeah, the word. Was the, he trying to say my name? He's talking about how he's afraid of elevators. Oh. And then <laughs> regular, and what he were trying to say is regular person flights, which is not oh. a phrase that people use. <laughs> and, then you, and then instead you say eight regular paper flights. Sounds about right. Um, oh, yeah, your phobia. Oh, funny thing to laugh about. I just brought up that point to hear all of you talk. <laughs> bang, 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 bang. Yep. That was this guy. That is you. Oh, shit. That was a quote. I thought you were oh, just talking. Yeah. <laughs> yep, you're the only one that was listening, Ryan. Good job. <laughs> I pay attention on this show. I've said that before. Female people, women. Ding, ding, ding. Boom, boom, boom. Curtis. I think I said that because I'm a monster. Yeah, that sounds so Curtis. You didn't. I wasn't Curtis. No. Say um, the quote again. Female people, women. Boom, 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 Bradley? boom. Uh, Ryan Sansone? No, Ryan Sansone did nothing. Bang, bang. That's got to be Brad. That is Hannah. What? <laughs> a female said that. She did. That's a why it's so person? funny. That's that's why it's so funny. Female people, women. Wow. I know. Such a goodie. Oh, the fastball. 
I love the idea of giving a fancy oven mitt as a gift. Mm, ding, ding, ding. Oh, that's a shit nice Curtis? diagram of all three of us could have said That's that. a Ryan comment. That is not a Ryan comment. Ding, ding, ding. That's got to be Curtis. <laughs> that is not Curtis. Oh, no. Bada boom, bada boom, bada bingo. Brad? I'm going to go with Brad. That was Brad. <laughs> Good job. I think that's the one sentence that all three of us could have said. Uh, yeah, I agree. <laughs> you look pretty Swiss in those sunglasses. Oof. Ding, ding, ding. I know it was a misspeak. I believe it was Curtis. He's actually a garbage man. <laughs> <laughs> As we know, I do the alphabetical numbering system. <laughs> oh, boom, boom, ding, boom, ding, boom, ding. boom, boom, yes, boom, boom, boom. Uh, Bradley. Yeah, so it's you. <laughs> I couldn't even get it out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's pretty on brand. You could line up a hundred canes. I wouldn't recognize a single one of them. All right, Curtis. Ryan. That was Ryan. Ooh. <laughs> Excited to hear the last one. All right. This one's a personal favorite of mine. I think it's easy, but maybe you won't remember. Uh, the famous line of the podcast, I hydrate to compensate. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Hanson. That's, uh, that's uh, one of the Schick brothers. That's Ethan Schick. <laughs> that is Ethan Schick. <laughs> Whoa. Okay, okay. So, real real quick repair. I, I cannot guarantee that this map is right, but I've been trying to keep up. As <laughs> I calculate the numbers, we've got Brad at negative two, <laughs> Curtis at negative one, and Ryan... Also at negative one. Do we have a tiebreaker? Yeah, we can do a tiebreaker. Tie oh, wow. Brad, you can't participate because we have to have a winner here. All right. Fair enough. Fair Let enough. Me find you a good one. It is a little known Hollywood accounting rule that if two <laughs> actors <laughs> have <laughs> the same. Curtis. Yes, you said it. It's a little known Hollywood accounting rule that if two actors have the same name, you only have to pay one of them. Talking about the dog. <laughs> you You mentioned accounting. I know I said it. <laughs> He loves accounting. He, he does. Probably, he's probably I, looking in an Excel sheet when he said that. I'm so proud to have won this. All right. Uh, I got one one more funny oh, one. Just one to more. Say. Okay. Okay. Well, no, I mean, just because I like honorable, this one. Honorable, honorable mention. mention. Could you imagine them having to write for four women? That would be horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bada, 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 bingo. Bradley. Is that a Ryan comment? That is a Ryan dance. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> so there you Brad. have it. That's a. Uh, Brad, That's I'm me. proud to say for you that you managed to tie Ryan in the end with that one. But thanks, no, buddy. I, I still won. I beat him. Yeah, you win. I made it into the finals. You did. <laughs> no, you you definitely were. It's definitely me, Ryan, Brad. But correct. But Curtis is our winner. You mean you mean he tied me as someone who didn't win? Mm-hmm. Okay. So if I'm asked to do, if I'm asked back on for the season, the season recap yeah, next we'll, season, we'll I'll do 20. this again. We'll see you in twelve weeks. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, that was amazing. <laughs> that, thank you so much for that, Courtney. I can't believe You're you welcome. put that together. That was so much work. I, I know enough to know that was not easy for you. <laughs> so now that we're ready to wrap up our season 11, I have a segment. It's called Deddy Do or Deddy Don't. Ryan, you struggled to notice Eddie on the show. There was, although there was no dogs in my apartment today. There were 24 total episodes of the season. Of those, how many were Eddie in, do you think? I know for a fact that he was in no more than five episodes. I'm going to say three at the max. Three. I, I will tell you right now, you're wrong. Do you think the real number that was is too many? higher, that was, <laughs> higher that was or it. lower? I think you're going to try to like lie to me and tell me it's higher. So I, I'm going to say that just for the game's sake, but I, I, I don't believe it in my heart of hearts. Correct. It was higher than three. 
Do you think it is a single digit, a teen, or a 20? Obviously, I think it's a single digit. Also wrong. Oh, no. (laughs) You mean for like, for real, he was in 10 or more episodes. For real, he was in 10 or more episodes. Like, you're not doing a bit to mess with me. I'm not doing a bit. I looked this up. I I cross-referenced. This is accurate. Do you think he is an even number episodes or odd number of episodes? Even. I, I'd be stunned if it's more than 10. Ooh, okay, okay. You got that right. You got it right that he was an even number of episodes. Now, last question. I feel like you're about to predict my future with this. You're doing one of those... Those things that girls can make. More than three episodes. I really thought this would be easier. I was worried this would be too easy. It's <laughs> shocking how bad you did. <laughs> so he was in more than three episodes, more than single digits, and he was in an even number of episodes. Can you now guess how many episodes Eddie was actually in? All I can, all I can tell you, 10 is too low. Oh, no. Go higher. Okay. Well, we know it's got to be even. So 12. Whoa. You lost daddy do or daddy don't it was four fucking teen 14 episodes i don't believe and i one goddamn second when i looked at stuff i was like no way there's no way 14 like more than half the episodes like he was only there were only 10 episodes he wasn't in there's no fucking chance that's true assuming imdb is not a liar that is true so there you go i'm so proud you lost i am ready for the previous preview ryan we've teased a few of your thoughts about what you expect to come next season but why don't you give us an overview of what we will experience in season 10 of Frasier yeah so we're in the middle of an arc that I think is gonna it's definitely gonna wrap up next episode so I'm just gonna hit give you a bunch of quick hitters for season 10 I don't have the overarching uh, storylines that are gonna happen I have no goddamn clue what those will be but I'll, I'll just give you give you a nice little taste of how, what we're gonna see next season uh, Frazier will go on six dates. That's about one per every four episodes. Niles and Daphne will go on four fancy dates. Uh, Marty will go on exactly one date. Roz will go on zero serious dates. So that's the dating section. You guys feel how you feel about that so far? I feel that Brad is sitting there going, every one of those numbers is an unrealistically high number of dates for a person to go on in a single year. Could you imagine going on one date in the year? Well, no, he knows. He knows going on zero serious dates can happen. I love that you think Roz would go on zero dates. Like, no, I said serious dates. Oh, okay. I didn't yeah, specify for her. She'll she'll probably be doing about one every two episodes. Yeah, she'll be she'll be dating it up, but she will not be on. Serious, you're probably right. She will not be on serious dates. All right, we will be seeing uh, 21 powder room events. We're only going to have three episodes that won't feature the powder room. Very exciting. Oh my gosh, that, that, my my powder room finger is going to be tired adding all those powder room alerts <laughs> sorry i should say powder room alert uh Rachel will get thwarted by a common household item 10 times in time you really have very little faith in Frasier. oh no i thought I, love that, it. I thought i was being very generous i, th- <laughs> <laughs> I think you shut down about 12 times last season <laughs> um we'll see five five episodes where Ra- Frazier will be on his own radio show that's up. high. That's it's up. high. Yeah, you really think they're going to up the ante on the whole he has a job thing. At the moment, my current prediction is that we're going to see more Frasier radio episodes as the seasons go on. I, my theory is that they like by season one, they do it like every other episode or something, and they just get sick of it after that season, and we start That's to That's a off. really good guess, actually, because, <laughs> again, I don't remember enough of this show to speak intelligently on it. I'm just saying that 
based on season 11, it's safe to assume they completely lost interest in him having a job. And if he had a job to begin with, if that was ever part of the show, it's reasonable to assume that every season they lost more and more interest in it. So that's fair. We'll get three Collins on those radio shows. (laughs) Dog sightings, there'll be one. So supposedly uh, down from last season. Supposedly. Eddie's first appear. Eddie will appear for the first time in the series in episode eight. Eddie's the dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we know that. You don't, but yes. <laughs> Supposedly the dog. Uh, Frazier will get his PhD. The thinking here is that if he starts his medical practice last season, he probably got his PhD this season. They're just okay, rushing we, anything we, to think Really of. quickly, I know this is off topic. This is not the segment we're doing, but did we ever get the moment where he decided to open a practice? Uh, it's it's got to happen this like the next episode. I, it, it definitely right? didn't happen in this season. I thought for sure we were going to get... A season one, episode one, revelation, it's time to go back to private practice. And it didn't even come close to happening. No, I, I think episode 24 of season 10, we're wrapping up like all Oof. of the, the current storylines in the air, which there's not many, but I think like the Julia stuff, Roz quitting, Frazier starting a new practice. I think all of that's like literally the wow. last episode. Okay. Anything else to note? Yeah, yeah. Just some quick ones again. Uh, Frazier will accidentally drive in a Formula One race. Frazier will accidentally board an airplane that takes off. Niles will accidentally run with the bulls. Marty will accidentally join a cult. Frazier will accidentally join a cult. Daphne will accidentally mistake Niles for being a good person at least three times. Uh, Niles and Daphne accidentally get picked up by swingers. So there you go. Thank you for those of you who somehow stayed up for this. Thank you to Kevin McLeod for the theme music. What do you mean stayed up? You don't know. It's a podcast. You don't know whether they listened. It wasn't live. I'm very tired. I thank you for listening. Go fuck yourself. Get the fuck out of here. You don't want any part of this. You're a bitch. You don't like this. Go away. When you tuned in at 10 a.m., we're glad you stayed awake through the whole thing. For myself, for Ryan, for Brad, for Courtney. Good morning, Dublin. I hate you. I'll speak for my wife. I think my rating is going to end up being lower than my, I think the average I've given the episodes, which is weird. I'm going to give it a solid seven, but I, I gotta say for the last season of a show, this is impressive. Okay. Can you give it a rating, please? I said seven. Yeah. He, he did oh, say seven. Can you I, listen, please? <laughs> I genuinely stopped listening and then blamed you. All right, Curtis, before you transition, we need a, we need a show break. I don't know what that means. What is Are we, uh, are you not drinking as we talk? No, he finished his glass, but he's tethered to me, so he has to. Oh, right. Because you guys, you did the controversial thing, the two of you. You you decided that the way that conjoined twins are a thing. You said we're married. We we want to spend every moment together. Yeah, we actually got our bodies together. Yeah, we actually got sewn together, uh, right arm to left arm, and uh, it's been very challenging, but uh, it keeps us together as a couple. Bring me that bottle. One awkward uh, delivery room. (laughs) (laughs) It make yeah, it makes it a little more uncomfortable. I want to read to you. I want to show my husband and read to you where this bottle says how to drink it. Can you read right there out loud for the people at home? Serve chilled in a wine glass or over ice. That's all it says. Bullshit. <laughs> With a slice of orange! I read that you, absolute you, just, you just taped that on. <laughs> the label? Yeah. This is Harvey's Bristol Cream Sherry. Just for the those of you who were wondering. We'll beep that out, Curtis, but I will say <laughs> it says to... Uh, Wait till the Harveys turn blue. There's two like outlined guys on here, and they're not blue, so we're not quite there yet. It's not a Coors Light. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like that. It says, um, "You're drinking yeah. the Coors Light of Sherry's." 
it was right there. Sorry. It does say perfect when the Harveys turn blue. <laughs> you gotta be shitting me. <laughs> yeah, it is. Honestly, it honestly is kind of its own drink. Like it tastes more like. Whoops! I just muted in the middle of you talking. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, "What's this happening?" We don't have we don't have good sign language for each other. 